What's up and welcome to Rant and Rave Wrestling episode 73. I'm your host, the Double R Superstar, Roy the Roy Rowe, and I'm here with the head of the table, Blake Short. Oh my god, turkey tits, you cannot be serious right now. And the unprofessional, Greg Ovison. What's up and hello. This week we discuss AEW Revolution and NXT on Tuesday, all leading to our main event, the R&R Battle Royale featuring Raw, Dynamite, NXT, and SmackDown Live. But before we talk wrestling, let's talk a little about our weeks. Greg, why don't you get us started? So, uh, for, for starters, I'm not going to try to bring it down because it was a very bad week, um, as Roy knows for me, uh, but there was a couple of highlights um, one, I say it every week, but Harper's just getting better and better at talking, repeating stuff now. Who is? Harper. Rowan. Bludgeon Babies. Um, on top of that, uh, I started, um, door dashing again. Uh, I had a couple good nights this week. Unfortunately, yesterday is where my week completely went to shit and I couldn't continue to dash because I just wasn't in the mental state to do so. Um, the other thing is I've been playing a lot of the new zombies for call of duty and I enjoy it. Um, it's actually really fun. It's a lot better than like their normal zombies that they do. Uh, it's more of a, obviously it's one map, but it's more of like a open world zombies thing. So you're not consistently being chased. You can, you know, do other things, other missions in the middle of this, but then you could also run into a horde and completely destroy zombies. So it's been a lot of fun. Um, but that's that's been my week, really. Okay. Well, mine's been interesting, to say the least. I won't say negative or positive, kind of in the middle. I'll start with PS5 talk and the disappointment and just get that out of the way from the beginning because I got it on Monday, and I did not play nearly enough. Uh, I only played about an hour, and that was last night. <laughs> uh, I was extremely busy this week for good reasons. And then as I'll get into a little bit more, my week took a little bit of a turn, uh, an unexpected turn, and I wasn't able to play on the day I really thought I was going to be able to dive in. But what I did play for an hour last night was Astrobot. And only an hour in, this is so much fun. The controller is amazing. Um, they have little portions of like, where you're walking through and it starts to rain and you can feel the rain hitting the controller. What about hearing um, it like through the controller and stuff? You you can blow on the controller and it and it makes the thing spin. That's amazing to me. I don't I have so much fun doing that, even though I don't blow hard enough because I want to be spitting all over the controller and I gotta do it again. That is such a great setup, but I'm not even gonna take it. That, that <laughs> yeah. was a softball pitch. It was. It was. You, you didn't swing. No, not going to. <laughs> um it's, it's amazing. It's so cool. And now I'm scared because I'm going to go play games that don't do this. And there's going to be a lot of disappointment. But it's so much fun. I'm probably going to try and platinum the damn thing like you did. Uh, we'll see what happens with that. Like I said, I'm only an hour in. But the, um, the excuse controllers. Excuse me, buddy. I also platinumed it. Did you? Well, you didn't. I don't think you mentioned it on the podcast. I know Roy did. I, well, I didn't mention it on the podcast, yeah. but I sent it to the group. Okay, well, you jerk. They don't know. Listeners don't know that. Well, I'm um, glad to hear that you're having so much fun with it, and that especially the controller also had that same it's impact. So awesome! It's a game man. changer. It really is. Um, and I'm scared now because I don't know if I'm going to be able to go back to normal. I I got a look at some of the collectibles where, and I think the first one I did was actually PlayStation, um, the original. 
And it's so cool just to see the system again and see... The PlayStation 1? Yeah, the PS1. Yep. Did you notice you could touch the uh, touchpad to open the... Display? Yes, I did it like five times. Yes, me too. I yeah. just kept clicking it open and shut. Um, that w- That's actually a lot of fun. And they showed some other things like the memory card. They had like the V... Uh, I don't. Really, I forget what they call it, but basically it's shaped like a V, and you could plug in more yeah, the, memory uh, cards the and stuff like that. Extension. I completely forgot about that. So it's just really cool to see things that I experienced as a kid and kind of just that nostalgia, man. It's awesome. Okay, now I'm gonna get into how my week took a turn. So went to Skateland on Thursday. Uh, we took Morgan, and we hadn't been there in. Over a year, ever since COVID started, we hadn't been back. And it was a little weird with the masks on and everything. Uh, it would definitely be great to go there again without the masks. It makes it a little bit tougher. I don't really... Well, I don't know how great it would be to go again now. Oh, well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm, we probably will. But basically what happened was we were supposed to leave at 9 o'clock. So it was a school night for Morgan. And at 8.57... I just smacked the microphone with my coffee, so I apologize <laughs> For whatever sound that may have created on my end. <laughs> At 8.57, as we were getting ready to leave, Holly fell, broke her wrist, dislocated her wrist, completely fractured it, needed surgery. Not what we were expecting on the night, so it turned into a fun Skateland event with Morgan to a trip to the hospital. Her staying overnight, and she's actually still there, about to be released. Hopefully not during this podcast, because we're kind of on edge with that as well. But... Pretty crazy um, just to go from there to that next level to where she like needs surgery and has to stay at the hospital and everything. Totally not what we were expecting. Um, things are going to be a little odd the next few weeks because Holly is the cook. Holly is the everything in the house. I'm just there. And I'm going to try and help out as much as I can. It's not going to be with cooking because unless we're expecting scrambled eggs every night or something simple like hot dogs and beans, yeah, I'm a little limited in that department. Blake makes a mean hot dog. <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, interesting turn of the week. Hopefully she's going to be you know feeling better in the next few weeks. It's going to be a tough, obviously. Using one arm is, is a challenge, but uh, I'm going to do everything I can to help out. And yeah, that was pretty much my week, so that's where I'm at right now. All right, so it sounds like we all had some pretty eventful weeks when i was when i woke up this morning and i was thinking about the podcast and talking all it almost felt like it had been a while since the three of us sat and talked that's how long this week has felt and i know greg you weren't here last week that probably contributed to that feeling but it has been a long week i was here last week were you here last week yeah i wasn't here two weeks ago oh well so in my head it's been even longer i guess (laughs) um kaylee kaylee my younger sister came over for us to celebrate her birthday a little bit this week uh, played lots of games. Had We had some crabs. We got crabs from Maryland Blue Crab House. I was surprised that they were still selling them this time of year. Um, I had my dad hooked on I'm them. I'm actually surprised, really? yeah. too. It's cause... funny you brought that up. My dad actually called me. Sorry to interject. I hate doing that to you, especially. But, Greg, I don't care. I don't really like Greg anyway. But <laughs> Greg just looked straight at me like, wow. But um, my dad actually called me like last week, and he's like, what is that crab place that I got snow crab lakes from? I'm like, Maryland Crab House? I'm like, I don't know if they're open, but give them a call. That's funny you brought that up, because he literally just called me about that. How were they? They were good. I enjoyed them. I got, I actually got jumbos. They had half dozens of two of the jumbos. So, they got here pretty good. A little, a little warm. Not cold, but a little warm, because it was, it was a far travel to get them here. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we heated them up. Yeah, they, so, for Maryland, 
usually crabs are year round. Um, but in, in this time of year, we usually get them from Texas, which is kind of shocking that you were able to get them given what they're going through right now. So I was, I'm actually surprised you were able to get them. Uh, so Kaylee had came over. Kaylee is usually a very much keep to herself, very quiet and honestly, very strong, independent person. When she sent me a text a day early and said, can I come over? I need to talk to you. Uh, I didn't feel good in that moment. I knew something was going on. So she en- she ended up coming over and without revealing, I guess, too much of her, her personal life. She's going through what she would expect any teenage girl to be going through at around this time. Um, Kaylee, you know what? Kaylee, for a, a few months ago, it had been alluded to that she was interested in somebody. I guess there goes the privacy thing. Because, <laughs> but so she she has somebody that she's been interested in. Uh, things progress. They were in a relationship. Is That's not something that's easy for Kaylee to talk about. Um, so when she came in, I'm already kind of thinking it, it may be something related to that because I know she's got she's got a lot of stuff going on, some extenuating circumstances that I most 17 year olds shouldn't have to deal with. You know, she's basically raising herself right now. Um, so I think on top of that, it just started to get to her. When the girl got here, she came straight into the into my room and just started crying. She was not having a good week. Um, it was very interesting to hear her talk about some things because. Uh, you you kind of you hear jokes about like millennials all the time, right? And like you you hear terms like snowflake and stuff like that. I don't I don't agree with them, but there is a there's a certain attitude that you'll kind of see with certain people. And it was so interesting to see this from her because we were having a discussion. It took a little while for her to, to admit that it was a relationship issue because it was just it was uncomfortable for her to talk about. She didn't. I had to keep asking questions. Is it this? Is this and I didn't want to start off with saying is it relationship because I felt like I would trivialize it if it was something bigger. And when I said is it a relationship, she got quiet and she's like, It's stupid. I'm like, No, it's not stupid. Your feelings are completely valid. Let's talk about this. Um I honestly completely forgot where I was going with that. I started to tell one story alongside my main story, and I always end up getting so far off track that I forget the original damn point. But anyway, she came in. She was upset pretty early on. Oh, that's what I was saying. The way that she... I was like, well, what do your friends tell you about this? And she's reading the conversations. And it's just not what I would expect from 17-year-olds. They're like, well, you got to make sure you're taking all the negativity out of your life. There's no place for that. And I'm like, wow, these are really well-thought-out responses. (laughs) And I'm asking Kaylee, like, what do you think? And she's like, I know that I deserve better than this. And I'm going to need... I'm going to have to have a conversation. And it was just so interesting. Like, I... The advice that I would give her, she had already given herself. So she really just needed somebody to talk through it with her. Um, now, a day or two later, we're, me, Kaylee, and Wingate are sitting out here playing Monopoly. And I don't know if your guys' name had came up. I feel like I may have been talking shit about one of you. for some Probably reason. me. And I just remember Kaylee going, what is Blake? And in my head, I was too wrapped up in trying to actually answer that. In my head, I, I just kept thinking, like, Blake's a fucking mess. <laughs> so I didn't even Accurate. have I didn't even have a chance to register the question. And for those listening, you're not going to be able to see this. But what she does is she goes, "He's so," and she does like this like Zen pose, like if you're you, you sit Indian style and you put your fingers up to your to the side of your neck. You know what I mean? Um, and it took me a minute to and I 
to register what she was talking about. We've talked about your inspirational quotes Facebook. on Facebook lately. That's exactly what she was talking about. She says he's so motivo- motivational, he's trying to make everybody happy and stuff. <laughs> and she said it with such disgust. <laughs> it, was, it was absolutely hilarious. I loved it. Your, your statuses are having an impact on the world. Good. All over, Blake. Good. That is the point. Um, this week, TV shows I just picked up on Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist and Snowpiercer. Started watching those again, having a lot of fun. And the last thing I'll talk about is Blake. Dead by Daylight. I am coming for you. Yeah, man. I. Uh, you know what? They they call me Slick Blake on Dead by Daylight because I just wig a lot of everything. And Roy had me multiple times. And boy, I am just jerking the hell out of this controller he's just setting up so many things today for you again and trying to give you a second one um man i if i have one skill in dead by daylight it's escaping the killer while i'm over their back so i've got that going for me but roy he did get my ass at the end right i can't remember yeah you did you did because you had me hanging up and wingate got out damn it wingate didn't save me that's right he left left (laughs) but he did give me the end so i've been getting a lot more interested in this game. It's so much fun. And I'm starting to really see it almost as a deck building game. It reminds me a lot of a lot of deck building games. And last night when we played, I was able to get all four. Awesome. And so now I cannot wait for you to get in. And I'm going to take care of business, Blake. You probably will because we did realize that you were going for the wrong hooks a couple of times. You had <laughs> even mentioned it. Um, I did have one instance where... I don't know what happened, but I wiggled out real quick. Like, you grabbed me, and it was like a snap of the finger, and I was out. I was a little impressed with myself there. But you, you're killing it, man. I could tell you're getting better. You're start. I mean, that's not surprising. You're good at video games. You're very strategic. So I knew you were going to start to figure out little ways and techniques. And, of course, I'm doing the same thing on the right. other end. Um, I got to try out Killer again, too, because I didn't get a chance that night. And, yeah, I haven't been a big fan of Survivor, though I put – I put more effort into learning because I look at it as it's going to be very valuable to me to play at the other end. It's going to change the way I think about playing the killer role. It does. Um, And it's definitely been beneficial in that. I went into a match and I was like, I will not die this time. I'm not great at the generators. I suck at them. I get the skill check wrong all the time. So many times I'll walk past two of the guys will be on a generator and I'm like, "Mm." (laughs) and I'm like, no, I'm not going to mess with it because I'm going to mess up all their progress. But then I'm sitting there with this anxiety because I'm like, great, now I'm the jackass just standing here while they do the work. So I tried to, I did builds where I dismantled hooks a lot and where they were unable to see when I was dismantling hooks. Try and find things to do outside of that. I also had a perk that'll make it so that the generator won't explode if I fail the skill check, but I'll lose more progress. So I didn't get any damn generators because of that, but it did allow me that time to practice back and back because normally it would explode and I would have to run away. Um, I still need to learn how to do the hooks. I don't even know how to do that yet. It's the so. same. It's you gotta just have like a you certain, go to the generator. Well, you gotta have a certain thing in your yeah, toolbox. You okay. Um, but yeah, you just walk up to the hook and you hold in the button. There's no skill checks. You just gotcha. hold in the button until the hook falls. That's an awesome game. Man. Um, so last night I had said to Roy, I said, "Please don't kill me." And there's three of us on a generator. And he hits the other two and continues to chase them while I continue the generator the whole time. And I'm like, he's really not going to kill me. I was the first one did. <laughs> uh, the, the match where I had the goal of I'm not going to die, I did die. <laughs> but I was one of the last. I was the last two and Wingate fucking left me. Same situation for you. Uh, I was a little petty about it because <laughs> when he left me, when I noticed he was leaving me on the hook to escape. I yelled out to Antonio his location. 
Uh, but the second round, I was able, I was able to get out of it. So I did end up meeting that goal and getting a little better at both ends. And I really am looking forward to playing some more of this one. That's that's the worst part, right? When you're on the hook and you got one person who's left to save you, and you're just like, no, I'm out of here because you know once they run out, game over. Like yep. you die. Uh, how about how about the one where? So we had a game, Greg, where Wingate got hooked up. I was at the exit. I could have just left, and so Wingate had saved me just then to get me to the exit. So I'm at the exit. I'm like, shit, Wingate just got hooked up. I run all the way back, Greg. He died. He wasn't even on the hook no more. I didn't realize he died. I ran all the way back. Can't find him. I'm like, where is he? I look at the screen, notice he's dead. Roy's waiting at the exit for me, and I'm already hit. So all he had to do was hit me once, and I'm able to just somehow juke his swing and get out. But my dumbass could have just left. Instead, I ran all the way back to a dead wing. I had a similar moment where, so I was the killer last night, and I said, look, I'm going to kill all y'all. And I was like, I'm just kidding. One, You're probably only going to kill one of y'all. I did only kill one person. I feel really accomplished when that one person is either Wingate or Antonio, just because of how good they are. Um, and that's not taken away from anyone else. It's just they are definitely better than us right now. Too, yeah, yeah. So I feel accomplished when it's one of them. It was Antonio. Um, but CJ was escaping, and I had hit him. He was already injured. Oh, so CJ played? Yeah. How do you so like it? He, he He's played it before. Okay. Um, I haven't but, played with him, I don't think, yet. Yeah, we played the one night where we had to wait for a little bit, the three of oh, us. Oh, yeah, um, yeah, that's right. That's but, right. I had hit him and he had gotten down and I forgot that there's nothing he can do. All I got to do is prevent him from crawling out. Like he's, he can't recover because nobody can come back and actually pick him up because he had a toolbox, not a med kit. I pick him up and try to take him to a hook and he wiggles free and runs. So that's actually not true. So I went to recover thinking that I could just get up at the end. And what happened was everyone did die and I was the last one and I had the bar like to hear. Like almost. But did you have a med kit? No. That's the thing. If you have a med kit... I didn't use one. No, if you if you have the med kit... I did have It that. doesn't stop at that little bar. It fully recovers you. Yeah, see, it wouldn't let me. It wouldn't let me go past it. And then, at some point, it just got me up on my feet. Because you were the last one. Okay, but, all right. But that's, that's only if everyone escapes after you're downed. Okay. He was downed after everyone was escaped, gotcha. so he couldn't have gotten back up. Okay, that makes sense. We're still learning the game, yeah, which yeah. makes it even more fun. Antonio is a killer. Oh, my God, man. Dealing with the friendly neighborhood ACM is a killer. We had another match where I was the last one left, and I almost I got the last generator, and this bastard hit me, and I'm trying to escape. I just could not get away. This is the second time this happened now, where it's just me and him for a few minutes, and he got me. I was so disappointed I wanted to get away. I ha- I don't think I've won a match yet with him as the killer. The game where, uh, where Greg had killed Antonio was ridiculous because it just it just so happened to be like three times in a row Greg came across Antonio and almost like back to back like me or Wingate would grab him off the hook Greg would be there and you'd get Antonio to jab every time I would try to swing at the person who was getting him off the hook before they got off and it would just hit Antonio because he <laughs> had just right gotten off down. and it would knock him right back down and finally got to a point that it was the last time he could be hooked and he just died instantly but dude Last night was bad for me. I was I was the first one dead every single round. Man. I did not escape once. I'm going to try and get it on the PS5. I had some issues with my transfer with the PS4. It said it was done, and then it said there was an error. So 
I'm hoping I can figure it out, because if so, then I'd try and play tonight if possible. If it's digital, you should just be able to go into the PlayStation Store. I don't want to have to buy it again. No, if you bought it digitally, you should just be able to go into the store and download it. Okay, all right, cool. I did have an issue with mine where I had to uninstall it and re-download recently, so that's something to keep in mind. Yeah, and I don't even know if I really even need the data, honestly, Um, but I was just going to do it anyway because it was part of the setup. Um, But yeah, I did have an issue, so maybe I'll try it again and see. Well, I look forward to stabbing you repeatedly later on today, but why don't we talk about some wrestling for right now? <laughs> wrestling good. Observer Live's Brian Alvarez says he's heard that NXT to Tuesday is done officially. Uh, Blake, how do you feel about the move to Tuesday night for the Black and Gold brand? So I typically watch NXT last out of the two on Wednesday nights. <clears throat> Excuse me. And I usually watch it on Thursday. I like the idea of having wrestling on Tuesday nights. What time do you normally watch Thursday out of curiosity? <clears throat> uh, it varies. Sometimes I watch it during the day lately because I've been staying home and doing my business stuff. If I'm a little slow for a few hours, I'll turn it on and watch it. Usually it's around the same time I watch AW about 8.30, something like that. We watch ours uh, usually Thursday morning. And we choose morning mainly because it's an excuse for me to get up early and order some Dunkin' Donuts. Okay, that sounds good. That sounds good. I even got a call from Roy this morning just to make sure that it was time for his Oh, yeah, his you, had said, you had said you'd message me by 9, and I was like, where the fuck is Bleak? I know, I didn't I, have And then it. I wasn't set- sure. Yeah, Greg had said regular time, and I'm like, is he communicating for Blake, or is he asking a question? <laughs> I was like, question or save, so I'm laying there half asleep, and I'm like, if I'm getting up, I need my Dunkin'. I need the Dunkin' order put in, so I need to find out what Blake's doing. I know. I still didn't know, and I was like, I'm just gonna tell them I don't know. So I was like trying to hold off. It's been a crazy few days, but um, shit. What were we talking about? Uh, NXT, <laughs> NXT, NXT to Tuesday night. Um, so NXT on Tuesday night. I I like it. I think it's a positive. Yeah, I don't think it's gonna mess up the competition any. They're still gonna be wanting to push further than the well, other. Well, you one. know what? Let's let's expound on that a little bit because I <sighs> think it could be really beneficial to both brands, and I want to hear you talk about that a little. Yeah, I mean that's definitely true because you had that that challenge of which one you're gonna watch on Wednesday, right? And it sounds like all three of us chose AEW. But I'll be honest, this switch comes at a really good time for NXT because I was really considering the past two weeks watching NXT first. I I'm probably one of the only ones is going to say this out loud because I know it gets a lot of backlash, but lately I've been enjoying WWE more than AEW. WWE as a whole more than AEW. Yeah, I agree with you. And don't be surprised because I actually, there was a few weeks, few a week or two specifically after this last takeover where I really considered doing NXT first. But at this point, AEW first is just kind of the routine, the routine and I, yeah. I didn't want to get away from that. Yep, that's where I was too. So having it on Tuesday is pretty cool. I can watch Raw, then we got NXT, then AEW. I get a little break on Thursday night, and we're back at it on Friday night with SmackDown. I think it's beneficial for both sides. NXT will get more eyes on Tuesday night for, from the people who maybe just didn't feel like watching it on Thursday, or maybe they forgot about it. Obviously, people, your attention span can be small. So I'm sure there were a lot of people who were like, yeah, I'll watch NXT on Thursday and just never got around to it. This gives them that chance on Tuesday night. They had their own slot, other than the people who are currently watching Impact, of course. But <clears throat> I think it's a good move for both sides. I'm excited about it personally, and I, I think it's a good move. All right. Greg, Enzo, and Big Cass recently making their return to the wrestling world. Have you seen this? Yes. All right, and of course, with that comes the question. No. 
No. The answer is no. No. All right. Well, the question is, <laughs> do you want to see either of these guys back in a role weekly on live TV uh, on any of the four brands that we dis- discuss okay, so- every week? And if so... Even though I guess your answer is no. Which one? <laughs> so it's not necessarily no, I don't want to see them. It's more of a I could care less. If they're there, you they're couldn't there. Care less. Couldn't care less. Right. Could care less. Well, technically you could do both. You yeah. could no, care less. No, listen, listen. Cause we're gonna have a we're gonna have a sidebar here. This is this needs to be talked about. I'm tired <laughs> of people using the expression and Greg, this isn't your fault. Blake did this. Because he was going to try and defend it. The expression is, <laughs> I could not care less. That's to true. say that you could care less is almost a compliment. Like, hey, I care a lot. You understand? So if you don't care about something, you have to say, I couldn't but care it, less. Greg, no. It could mean that no. I don't care. That's not what you fucking but meant. But I could you care less about meant. it. You know what you meant. Don't find a workaround. Do not continue to spread this propaganda and have more people keep saying <laughs> so, this stupid ass statement. Like I said. So I, could you care less? So like I said, I could care less. You could not. Um... <laughs> the point is that I'm I'm neutral on it, so hence I could care less. Uh, Great, that's a stupid thing to say. Then, <laughs> if you're going to stand by that statement, then you know what? It's just stupid. Anyway, so um, over here, caring less about it. It's I don't have an issue with them. It's more so ring the bell. <laughs> I don't have an in ring issue with with either of them. It's more so the locker room stuff that you would hear about and like. The kind of the cancers to them and the reasons they were released and different stuff like that. It's just, I'd I'd rather I'd rather know that they've kind of fixed their own issues before they take down another. So locker you think room. you would like to give it a little more time? Correct. Did Correct. you see That's Cass right. by the way? Because oh, dude, yeah. he was freaking yeah, in really good shape. I I think personally, I think your opinion's pretty soft. S a w f t soft. Your ten ply, bud. Sometimes I just like to let it go to an awkward silence when you guys are going back. I mean, and forth. you're the host, so we're waiting on we always will wait on yeah. you at the end of the day. All right, let's let's move over to the open mic discussion this week, which is AEW Revolution. I want to hear where your guys' hype level is at on this. For me, I am at a nine or a ten on this. And I feel like I say this a lot. While there's nothing on the card that I am super oh. personally invested in. After the last pay-per-view AEW gave me, I'm, I think they they are going to deliver. Something about the AEW cards is such they usually have such a wide variety. Um and this this barbed wire, this exploding barbed wire match, I'm so fascinated. I cannot wait to see it's what's scary gonna to happen think in this about, event. man. So why don't we start there? What are some things that we're expecting to see in this? So I, it's I don't death, know. It's mo- <laughs> it, dude. It's Moxley and Omega. Given what they went through at full gear in the unsanctioned match, I don't see these guys not pulling out every damn stop. Or no, it's not. Yeah, yeah, it is Omega. For I don't know why for some yeah. reason, but yeah, like it's. I don't see them not pulling out every stop. What scares me is these explosions, whether they're duds or not, can still be dangerous. Like there's yeah. still a risk. And if you don't time something correctly, if the person setting them off doesn't time them correctly, I don't know if they're triggered by the actual wrestler, if there's a mechanism. Like, I don't know. I've never seen one, but just from the little previews that they've given us, what's Wingate always say? I'm, I'm not, not signing, signing up, up for that. that. Yeah, no, that's definitely a not signing up for that moment. Yeah, I'm actually a little... I, I've got some anxiety. Dude, I'm kind of nervous about uh, it, yeah. When it comes to this match, just because I don't want to see anything that I... You know, to that level to where somebody really gets hurt. 
I'm excited for it at the same time because it's something that I haven't seen personally and it's completely different. So it, it's bringing in a lot of feelings that I don't normally get out of wrestling. I, I just hope it's safe the way we want it to be. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. And I can't wait to see what they do because I really, I don't even know what my expectation is at this point other than just utter chaos. Right. The next thing on the card that I am very much anticipating that we'll talk about is Big Show made the announcement that there will be a new signee at AEW Revolution. Now, I, I, we, I personally have avoided any and all rumors regarding this. So any, any, any guess that I give you here is pure speculation. Are we all on the same page on that? Has anybody? I have not any seen defendant? anything, and I am hoping not to see anything. No, so I haven't seen anything. Um, so then, okay, this makes me nervous too. But go ahead. Uh, full, full, this is all full speculation. Let's talk about who these, who this could be. I think this was, this is something that I'm very much looking forward to. I'm kind of curious. One way that I went with it was, I wonder if it's a female, because I've noticed a lot of, I, a lot of people are guessing different. Uh, men's wrestlers, and I'm just kind of curious, would there be a, a swerve where it's going to end up being a female? You come out, you have the biggest, giantest man make the announcement, so you may not think a female talent when he's making the announcement. Did He did, he hasn't specified male or female competitor, right? True. So, maybe like an AJ Lee, a Gail Kim, um, not thinking of too many others off the top of my head. As far as a male competitor, and then I'll let you guys take it from there, one of the first ones that come to mind for me are Kurt Angle, because I do believe that Kurt Angle feels a certain type of way about the way that his career ended in WWE, and I think a lot of his fans feel the same way too. He's been a little outspoken about it, but also very respectful in interviews and on Stone Cold's podcast on the WWE Network. Um, but I think it's pretty clear that he didn't go out on his terms, so I kind of think it could be Kurt. You guys have any speculation? So, uh, not a spoiler. Didn't give a name, but Tony Khan did do an interview. And he kept using the word "he." Um, but then, what scared me is because I read this after we had this discussion last night, where you said part of you feels like it could just be the Big Show. Yeah. <laughs> and in the interview, he said, "This is going to be a big announcement at the show." And I was like, "Okay, is this one of those? I'm dropping a subtle hint that it is the Big Show." I. I'm hoping that's not the case. There was there was a hint towards it's actually two wrestlers, uh, one there and then uh, one in the the secret entrant in the the face of the face AW of or whatever. Revolution, yeah, whatever it's called. Um, I just told you that. Yes, okay, sure. Um, he could care less. I could care less anyway. So, um, my my speculation and it, I don't know. How how much they could pull this off, but Brock Lesnar is definitely known to go where the money is, and it wouldn't be surprising if AEW offered him some money to come there. Think AEW is willing to pay that much? It's going to be a big price. Uh, to keep Brock Lesnar off of a WrestleMania card? Yes, yes. Yeah, it's funny because like you know Lesnar was a name that I'm I'm thinking too, and <clears throat> I've seen some people commenting that night on on Twitter, and they're like, "Oh, they don't have that kind of money." It's like. You realize how much money the do you Khan know how much money just has. Tony Khan has? Yeah. yeah. So yes, they do have that money to do that. And honestly, if they're that serious about what they're doing here, Lesnar's a big draw. I don't care what you say about Brock Lesnar. I know I've had my moments personally where I'm sick of him 
in WWE, but you can't tell me that Brock Lesnar is not a big draw. It's just you cannot tell me that is that is that is not a factual statement. I don't know if it's him, um, whether I'd be interested or not. If it is him, I'm still on the fence because I feel like AEW is definitely we're going down that trend where I'm seeing a lot of WWE guys coming over, and I I get that to an extent, but I just don't want to. I don't want to run the well dry by continuously doing that um, because I feel like they have a lot of talent already. Um, Speaking on the the WWE, because it could be anyone from anywhere, but yeah. what I want to add to that is I do kind of, it does lean me towards thinking it's a WWE guy, considering they chose Paul White as the one to make that announcement of, we have a new signing. And when they mention Hall of Fame, that makes me think of yeah, WWE. So it makes me feel like it is somebody that fans of the WWE ecosystem will be excited for. So yeah. my other thing is with talking about being back on TNT, is there anybody that you can think of other than freaking Goldberg that was on TNT with them that it could be? I tried to do that. Couldn't really think of it. It's not Goldberg. Because the only one that I could I possibly that. think of, he he has been doing indie wrestling scene again, and that's Billy Kidman. But I don't know that that would be what it is. No, I don't see that. But I'm just, it's the fact that, he he gave the whole TNT speech. We have yeah. Sting, we have Jericho, we have Big Show, and it makes me wonder if it's not another guy like that. And I and I think with him saying it's not who you think it's going to be, is it's not eliminating CM Punk. CM Punk. And but then was, again, maybe was... it's the Swerve, and it is CM Punk. So let's talk about CM Punk. His name inevitably is going to come up in situations like this every single time. I tried one, so hard not to. <laughs> one to five. One to five. What are the odds that this is actually CM Punk? And I'll, do me one better. What are the odds that CM Punk ever returns to wrestling in general? Should this should this debate finally be squashed? No, it shouldn't. And, okay. and it's because CM Punk has been doing a lot of a lot of wrestling related stuff lately again. With the donations to the funds of Brody Lee, like all that stuff. Uh Basically, he has he has an, he has come out in an interview and said that he is more interested in a return to wrestling than he has ever been in the last seven years. So, to me, that feels like a thing. The fact that AEW has been trying to go after him since day one, I almost feel like this is CM Punk, just because of the it's not who you think it is. Like just little things like that makes you like, oh, you're just trying to throw me off. Either way. I think it would be exciting to see him back. I do think he eventually wrestles again. I don't think it's in the WWE, and if it is, there's got to be a lot fixed there. But I do think he wrestles again, and I think AEW is where it happens. I'd put it at about a three. And, that, and that's uh, where uh, I right am. Right around that 50-50 yeah. mark where it's like, I'm almost just tired of hearing about it. It's like, Punk, if you're going to do it, like, right. it's time, yeah. man. Like It's been long enough. Eventually, I just don't want to hear about it anymore. But it's not even on him. It's on fans. Yeah, Fans are I the know. ones that keep this going. I so know. to answer your question on that, yeah, drop the shit. It's been eight years. Just just let it but go. I think, when I CM think Punk's he feeds part, into it sometimes a little bit, too. Some of the things he does on social media, I, I, I think he warms it up sometimes and brings it back. I do blame the fans more than But that's, that's his That's K-Fade, his personality. That's his, I know. his I know. character. Not know. to mention, on top of that, what the hell was this thing that he did with WWE? Was it Raw Talk? WWE yeah, backstage? Yeah. It's like... Yeah, it barely went yeah. Anywhere. he 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 warms it up himself, but that I mean the fans they've been doing this for so long. Uh, I'd be I'd still be excited for it. I I wouldn't expect the same CM Punk you saw seven years ago. I don't think you just snap your fingers and you're the same talent. Fair. Um, but but I'd be super excited. 
You guys have any last minute predictions before we move on? Uh, those are the only two names that came to mind for me. When you when you say Hall of Fame talent, and and that's scary because this could be a huge letdown. When you when you say yeah, that, well, yeah, they, you really set yourself up. This better be a big name. It's historically not good, but AEW always they just always seem to find a way to prove the strokes wrong, and I'm really hope that that's the case tomorrow night. We'll see. General hype level for the pay-per-view going into it tomorrow. I put myself at a 9 or a 10. I'll go with 9. What do you guys got? I got about an 8. Yeah, I'm going to go with I'm at an 8. And they saved themselves with that announcement. For me, I probably would have been closer to a 6 or 7. As I said earlier in the show, AEW's lost me a little bit. Some of the pizzazz of AEW's wore off for me. I feel like I'm watching a lot of the same stuff lately. They've really rubbed me the wrong way with their women's stuff, which I'll touch on again this week probably. But the barbed wire, exploding barbed wire matches, absolutely insanity. That clearly brings the level up. And I know they'll put on a good show deep down. All right, guys, let's head over to the weekly rant and raves. Uh, This week's rotation is Bagur. That's Blake, Greg, Roy. Blake, I believe you mentioned that you wanted me to go first for you. Yeah, that that is not what I said. Oh, Uh, okay, then I'll go first. So my number one. (laughs) Because I know if I don't say it, you will, and Greg probably will too. It's listed in my number it's one. It's very easy, the number one this week. It's going to be a rave. It's going to go to Monday Night Raw, which has been fantastic, by the way, lately. And it is going to Bobby Lashley winning the WWE Championship from The Miz. I'm so happy well deserved, for Bobby. Lashley. I'm not going to sit here and say that I was like one of the early Lashley guys. I've been behind him probably longer than most. I know there's people who definitely beat me to it, but this was so exciting for me and for Lashley. Um, it's just it's just cool, man. It's so cool to see where he was with the whole Lana stuff and everything. The position he was in just a year ago, and the path that he's taken in the past year in the past year has been almost perfection. You you remember as soon as MVP aligned with him, we. Got directly into the Drew McIntyre storyline for the WWE Championship, and it just it wasn't time yet, right? You just it just didn't feel like time. Do you remember when his gimmick was bending over and touching his butt? Yes, yes. Uh, the he's flexing, he's flipping tires, stuff like that. Um, it wasn't time yet for him to beat McIntyre, and I think they did such a great job of making McIntyre look strong by beating Lashley, uh, but also keeping Lashley relevant because immediately he's thrust into a mid-card title picture. A mid-card that really had nothing going for it, the United States Championship. It felt very lost. Lashley elevated this title to the point where this title was beneath him, in my opinion. And it was time for him to move on. They protected him in a loss of the title match. And then immediately, immediately pulled the trigger to put the WWE Championship on him. Didn't waste time. Didn't let the hype die down. They immediately dove into it, got it done. Um, To talk about the way they did this, I had a lot of fun. And I'm curious to hear what your guys' thoughts on it. I was getting annoyed at parts because I'm like, are they really going to have... Like, when they played stupid when Miz ran out of the ring, I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. This was so obvious. And yet, that was like them kind of playing us. Like, they knew that it was obvious. They had this plan all along where we're going to have the match at 9. We're going to have the match at 10. We're going to have it at 11. 
Um, unfortunately, with them doing that, it got spoiled for me because Instagram decided oh. to show Lashley with a title as I was trying to clear my notifications. Well, I, so I actually really love the build. It's unfortunate that that, that happened, but yeah. it really got It was cool, yeah. Rooting for Bobby all night long. Like, come yep. on, man. Yeah, and, and it felt like a face turn in a way. That's what I think that the whole point of this yeah. keep drawing that out was so that you really started to cheer for Lashley. Yeah, and, and that's cool. That's cool. I think Lashley's probably better as a heel with his persona, so to speak. But also, I could see him in a face roll as well. I think he'd be able to pull it off. Um, just just really cool. How often do you get these title changes on Monday Night Raw? And this was a great fit. Well, are you excited for Lashley versus Goldberg at WrestleMania? Look, you you need to stop speaking that into existence. Because as soon as you mention that... I think that it's Lashley versus Drew. In our Mania. group. I do too. When you mentioned that in I our group chat, I said, don't bring that kind of... I've been posting all this inspiration giving people motivation, and you bring that negativity to me, I don't want it. So talking about bringing negativity, because it's notorious that Blake talks things to, into existence. His post before his girlfriend oh, breaks yeah. her wrist is, hope don't fall and bust my ass. He loves to speak things into <laughs> existence. Yeah. He had even mentioned Goldberg at one point, and he came back and did something. Stop talking about things. Hey, he, he did this <laughs> with Goldberg. I didn't say anything. I know better. All right, so... My number one for the week is going to be a rave. It's going to go to NXT, and and they find a way for us to talk about them every week. And it's the way. It is absolutely the way. It's the you know the whole counseling session where it starts off with all four. They asked Theory what what happened, and he said we played video games and ate cereal. And and Johnny keeps talk, trying to talk over him. You have uh um Indy in the on the side going um. You know, I think Austin said, I think he just needs a friend. And then he goes, I'd be his friend with benefits. <laughs> and, like, just the comments that, like, kept happening. Then they kicked Johnny out. So you have Candice LeRae, like, talking over everything. She's texting Johnny. So he's telling her what to say. She opens the door. He, like, falls in. He goes, just ordering Uber Eats. Anybody want anything? <laughs> so she kicks LeRae and Indy out. And he's like, okay, that's cool. We'll take care of this. She's like, no, you need to leave, too. Um... It all comes down to, it was a setup by Johnny. It's not surprising whatsoever, but the fact that it like that was a thing, and it just the whole, we played video games and ate cereal was one of the best things that they could have said. This whole, th they find a way to take these heels, but make them almost, like, not almost, they make them very likable. So, like, yeah. Austin Theory is just this, like, dumb jackass, but yet he's fun and loving. Like, it's it's a whole group that you can totally get behind and not get, so far, not get, you know, annoyed by them. I've got to add a few things to this. Johnny Calm Gargano. He said, Calm is my middle name. They call me Johnny Calm Gargano. And then... I indie wrestling Loomis. You just ruined Christmas. My, they did so Christmas many things too. here to where it's like... I, I already felt this brewing with the way, and this was number two, and I knew it was not going to come back to me. Uh, they're doing such a good job now with Gargano with this group to where I'm at the point where the hurt the um the hurt business is my number one faction. 
and the way might be number two over the inner circle. I never thought I'd get to that point. I got a few more for you from that segment because it was filled with gold. It was. When Johnny said, why isn't he in jail? Lock him up. Lock him up. Lock him up. <laughs> I related with that so much. That's exactly how I will like lose. And I'm like, does nobody see this? Lock this man up. And he just broke for a second. He started screaming that repeatedly. And he said, don't dare pee on me. Get yes. Don't on Yes. Don't dare pee on me. Yes. That incredible, incredible segment, by the way. Um, all right. So that takes it over to me. In round one, I'm going to give it a rave to Friday Night Smackdown. Blake, all week long, I have been pissed that you were number one. It was one of the first things I thought thought of when Lashley won the title. Blake's number one. He's going to get to talk about this, and I'm not. And while it's not quite as good as Bobby Lashley's title win on Raw, there was something that they gave me to be so excited about this week, and it was Daniel Bryan's ambition. The promo... At the beginning of this SmackDown got me so far behind Daniel, especially since he said the things that I have said every week. Nobody wants to see this Roman and Edge match. I mean, obviously, I know you guys don't. A lot of people do. But nobody (laughs) wants to see Edge versus Roman. I would rather see Daniel versus Edge. Right. Daniel talks about wrestling more in three weeks than they have in three months, especially after Edge went on NXT and said, I do this because I love this, and I'm going to be here every week. And as soon as he said that, I thought to myself, let's pay attention and see how true that is. And I think it gets lost here. I want to mention Edge is in my top five wrestlers of all time. Unfortunately, you're not going to hear me say too many great things about him on the podcast probably in the next few weeks or the last few weeks because I don't like the position that he's in right now. And so there, that was only more fuel to it for me. Um, I was fully behind Daniel on this. I talk about all the times you hear me say there may not be a personal investment for me in certain matches. This is a personal investment. I really felt Daniel's words, and I want him in this match so bad. Uh, I, I had a feeling he could get past Jay. That didn't seem too difficult. I don't know if he gets past Roman at Fastlane. I'm hoping that it still creates a path for him to get into this match because adding Daniel to it will certainly make it a lot better for me. This this would have been my number one on most weeks. Um, the passion, I, and, and I don't want to talk too much about it. I actually want to ask you a question because he kind of stuttered a little bit in this promo. And it was amazing to me that I, because normally I think we call some people out, right? Yep. But I think it was legit the passion that he felt that threw him off on the promo. Like these were real Thoughts and feelings. That's how I felt. How did you feel about that? Did you just oversee that because of how much passion? Exactly. It is exactly that, Blake. It's so crazy because I had the same thoughts. He's fucking up. And at no point did it break the immersion for me or make me feel any type of way like it normally may. When Almost made it feel more real. Yeah, it made it feel more real. Daniel is on record as he's not this. He's not the type to go out there and do these promos and do all that. He's even saying that in the promo. Like, that's not the guy that I am. And I also love he kept bring, he brought in like failing himself he, he's like i'm telling myself i'm gonna put these guys over and as i roll to the floor and edge is winning the rumble that i have talked about that for weeks mm-hmm. and so I, I love it so much to answer your question yeah i did notice it and it did add to it so it, yeah. it's so it's cool to hear that you had that exact same perspective uh he got a little ahead of himself a few times he stumbled his words but he recovered every time it never felt like a mess up it just felt like a man on a mission to me. And I liked Roman's follow-up promo as well. Wasn't nearly as good as Daniel's, but it was very good too. 
Roman had a very valid point. I think they both brought up very good points, and it's going to be up to the viewers to, to figure out which side they land on. I believe Daniel's side to be true, but Roman did bring up a good argument of, you know, I don't see the ambition. I see this guy that come, rises up during the right opportunity and that kind of stuff, and there's some truth to that. But I do believe it's a conscious decision by Daniel to try and put the, put the future in front of himself. Um, I also like at one point he said something like the old Daniel Bryan won't cut it. And I'm like, yeah, the new Daniel Bryan. Yeah, th- that was really amazing stuff. Really so, good week because those are three huge things that I would have loved to talk about. Those myself. were my top three. Same here. Are we all hoping, do we all want to see Daniel in this match? You just said, yeah, Greg. What about I don't? So I don't want to see a triple threat. I want it to be Edge versus Daniel Bryan. And I'd be fine with that That's too. That's what I want to see. Just because... I feel like that's that would be more of a style for Edge at this point in his career, whereas a Roman, it's not so much believable that Edge could beat Roman at, at his age and what Roman's doing right now, whereas I believe Brian could beat Roman a little more than I believe Edge could. I don't know. <laughs> you know, because I, I would love both matches. I, I've been behind Roman from the start of this character, and I, I feel kind of bad for him not to be in the position of having the title at WrestleMania because he has carried SmackDown. He has been the top dog. I mean, I don't think anybody needs to feel bad about Roman Reigns. Yeah, he's had plenty. Yeah, he's had plenty. But, but I mean, but I see what you're we saying. do need to look at the past few years. Yeah, has Roman main evented a ton of WrestleManias? Yes. But lately, other than this run, he was really quiet. You know, he, he missed some time because of cancer. He came back, didn't have a title for, I mean, how long was it? At least a year he was back. Uh, then, then COVID hit. He was gone again. So, you know, it, it's it has been a little while since Roman's been in this position. It's been about two years, and I think he's earned that run. He's earned this run. I think that's why I default to the triple threat, even though my personal preference would just be Edge and Daniel. And if it, if it was my decisions, that's probably where we'd end up. But it is it is hard to picture a path to that because I I'm not ready for Roman to lose just yet either. Yep, that's exactly where I'm at. I think I think you'd get a better match. Edge and Daniel is the best outcome as far as the best match. But because of where I want things to be, I'm leaning towards a triple threat. All right, that'll take us back to the start of round two. Blake, what do you got? Yeah, so I'm going to go with a rave once again. I'm going to talk about Monday Night Raw once again. And I'm giving it to Drew McIntyre and Sheamus and their well match. Well-deserved, well-deserved. There goes top four. <laughs> I Watching this match, I almost felt bad that this wasn't for the WWE championship that they didn't have that one-on-one match for the title because they put on a clinic in this match they they were trading some really good shots back and forth the physicality was on point which you would expect from these two men they were using each other's moves which sometimes I'm not on board with but when you have like that friendly rivalry it makes a little bit more sense to me or when you have a long-term rivalry it works a little bit better and I just I really enjoyed the match dude is Sheamus not feeling like Sheamus of five six years yeah, ago like yeah, title feels... picture Sheamus like he if, if not better Dave I talked about that last week dude like WWE lately has made so many more people feel important than usual they've, yeah they've made a few moves lately and and I love the direction that they're heading in because there are a lot of wrestlers who you know probably are not going to be in the title picture in the next few months but you could easily thrust them in and I'd be on board with it. All right, Greg, what do you got? Uh, sorry, I'm over here being unprofessional and yawning. 
Um, so my next one is, it's also a rave. It's going to AEW. And I say it each week. If you're going to give me a good match, I'm going to rave about it. And it is Nyla Rose versus Mizunami. I, I'm going to challenge it. It's going to be a little bit different. Um, and I, honestly, I think you'd win the challenge, but I do want to go <laughs> against it. Cause I have, I just have to be honest with my feelings. So I'm going to, I'm going to ring the bell. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for rent versus Ray. So, so with this, and I think I know where you're going to go with the rant side of it. Um, but with this, it's, it's again, they're AEW's women div- division. We say it every week. It is, it's clearly not their strong suit, but they gave us another great match. These two being bigger women and, and still pulling off the stuff that they were doing, making it an interesting match, being fluent the whole time for the most part. And, and giving me someone that I haven't seen and giving me a match this good with someone I have seen for a while definitely gets me even more interested, especially when that person won. Because we, we know what Nyla Rose is capable of. We know what she's meant to the women division, obviously, because it seems like she she she's not always around, but she's always in the picture. So it, it obviously holds weight that uh, Mizunami is the one getting the title shot, which I think is where you're going with the rant. Maybe kind of, um, yeah. but I, I, I thought it was an all around great match. Uh, there was a lot of stuff that I thought was going to end it and they kicked out. Like it was just, it, I just felt like I was watching these two powerhouses just go at it. And it was a very fun watch. The first thing I want to say is I'm glad you enjoyed it because I'm always critical on the other side and say that you don't enjoy women's wrestling. <laughs> so I almost didn't want to, but I'm going to stay true. So you like to see men hit women in the ring. <laughs> Only Randy Orton. Okay. <laughs> Get it right. Um, I, I do want to stay true to, to my board over here and my notes. Here's why I didn't like it. It's, it's just selfish. I didn't care. I'm going to be honest. They announced this match. This tournament was something I was really excited for. And they completely ruined it for me by putting almost the whole thing on YouTube. Um, having Nyla in the finals, I think, wasn't the right call. Uh, and I think you agree with me there because we, we probably would have preferred Britt Baker. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And what really pissed me off here was I really just, they took something that I should have had a lot of excitement for. I just didn't care. It felt so secondary to me. Even the women's title match feels secondary to me now. And so I can agree with you because I think we were all kind of upset that they they give us this big announcement of a tournament and we only get highlights from one side. Uh, A couple of the matches were on dark and we only got the results. So, um, and I get it. They're trying to to promote their, their other entities and stuff like that. But it's... Um, it is a little disappointing in that way. Um, like I said, I'm more so the match. You enjoyed itself. the match, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah the, the problem for me, and and that's why I went against it. I, but I can see how you don't care Roy, about Roy it. Roy will yeah. be a good medium because I really just didn't even want to pay attention to the match. I was so disinvested from the start because of all those feelings that I had. Uh, Nyla being in the finals, and I didn't think that was right for her. The the other woman, which I don't want to butcher her name, but I don't know anything about her because you never showcased her. It was all on YouTube. I never got to see her. And while you could say, yeah, well, they just showcased her for you right now, I just felt that it was too little too late. And I got one match, and now she's in a title match. I just I don't feel anything for that title match. Um, I didn't feel anything for Nyla and Sheeta either because oh, we've I don't, seen that. I don't, I'm, I'm not saying I feel anything for the title match because it's still I'm, – I'm more so 
it's it's been consecutive weeks now that they have given us great matches yeah. in the women's division, and it is focusing on their women's title and not the NWA title. Like so, yeah. That's that's more so where I'm going, and the fact that it's not it's not these sloppy matches against a jobber. It's it's two women that can clearly be faces of the division going at it and putting on a great match. Yeah, and I, that's where I was this week. I agree again. with that. Roy will be a great judge of this because I'm I'm sure he was able to probably give the match more of a chance than I did. Um, I'm glad you did enjoy it. I just I wish I could have done the same, right. honestly. But here's where I'm at right now. I'm gonna give it a rave. Blake, you, I agree with everything that you said, and I felt exactly the same way. I, I didn't, I didn't go into the match caring very much, and because of that, I didn't give it the attention that it ended up deserving. I did watch it through. I just didn't care, um, and it wasn't until about halfway through where they finally showed me, okay, you should care, and so I started paying attention because the two they put on a great match. I think ultimately this was a higher rave for you than it was a rant for either of us. And that's why I just, I went with rave because they did put on a good match and that does kind of make you cool down on a little bit, but there are much bigger problems with all of this. And we discuss them all the time. I'm, I am, I was tempted to go with rant just because I almost feel like it's bailing them out to give them the rave when they just be, they make a good match of their, the sloppy storytelling or just sloppy decisions in general. Also, Kenny Omega had said recently, he suggested that we look into, and it's pronounced Riho, right? Riho Mizunami, right? He suggested that we look into her, and my first thought was, fuck you, like, respect my time, and actually show me her on TV then, if you want me to invest in this character. I got four goddamn wrestling shows a week that I'm watching right now, and you want me to watch the AEW Dark, the Raw Talks, and all this other stuff? No. I'm watching the show on Wednesday night. You teach me about who this person is. Um, and that's not admittedly a little selfish on my part. But I'm I like- the same way, and I, I agree. It is selfish on our part. But you know what? At the end of the day, you've got two hours to showcase this woman. And you're not, you guys aren't doing enough of it. And just to throw them on YouTube is not the answer, in my opinion. I agree. Uh, but yeah, Rave, it was a good match, Greg. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. I'm glad you enjoyed the match. I. Like I said, it was really a selfish challenge. Right. Um, it pissed and, me uh, off. And like I said, I, I agree with you guys. There's there's a lot that we have talked about with the women's division. And again, they as far as the storytelling, as far as the you know, the setup, it's been very underwhelming and very disappointing. Especially when it was kind of something that we were like, Oh, this could get us, you know, behind. But And they did they it had, twice too. That's what correct. sucks, you know. And and that's the thing. But on the other hand, for me, like I said, is at least the matches we have been able to watch have been pretty good matches. I do agree with that. So yeah. it's been it's like you said, it's like Roy said, it's able to to make me cool down a little bit on the the thinking negative part of it. That only gets you so far. After a while, that's going to get old too. And the way that I see it is is that th- we've talked down on this division so much that it almost felt like there's no coming back. We got to remember they've got to take steps to come back, yeah. and and I feel like that they're they're going in the right direction, but it definitely still needs work. It's it's the worst division in wrestling. As oh, far it as, is. It as is as far as you know what we talk, and that about. sucks because we love the women's division on the other brands. Yeah. This women's division looked really promising in the beginning, and then yeah. this is where we're at. Yeah, I think I think there were a lot of injuries, and we made a lot of excuses for them, and we're starting to see that. I don't think that was the full picture, right? 
Alright guys, at the end of round two, I'm giving a rave to AEW, and it goes to the inner circle. These, what, what do they even call the these? The press conference? Yeah, these <laughs> these kill me, man. And I, was, I wasn't excited going into it, even though I love inner circle, I'm like, alright, more of the same. Just, just kind of filler to get us to the pay-per-view. I was wrong. We had classics such as turkey tits, <laughs> bitch-ass pops, and a target chant in, in the audience. So, again, Inner Circle absolutely kills it. And, and Eric B., once again, Eric he, B. He, said, he, said, he said Eric B. from the Westwood One Podcast <laughs> Network. <laughs> and then, I forget who said it to him, but when they're talking about MJF and where he would be on Wednesday night, mm. they said jerking the curtain at the Performance Center. Well, that, that was Jericho. Jericho said it to... No, the no, Young Bucks said, said it said to, to Jericho. Jericho. That Jericho they, would be jerking. Oh, that's they right, said that's if right, it wasn't right. for yeah. us, you'd be at the, the Performance Center. Said, I don't know what they said. They said something the Rosie O'Donnell comment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. okay, Jericho. You're right. That that was another one that was really good. The attack by the the Bucks afterward, I enjoyed all of it. But mainly just the the inner circle doing their thing again. They they popped me a few times and made me laugh. Okay. That's a good one. Um but I'm excited. Turkey tits. Turkey tits. <laughs> get out of your turkey tits. I mean I, that that got me. That was great. That was cool of the week easily. There was no debate. Um but I'm going to stick with AEW. I'm going to go on the rave side. I was going to give them the rant that I just challenged you, honestly. But I'm going to go on the rave side. And I'm going to give it to something I actually came in with the same feeling as the women's match. But was able to get me invested and make me have fun. And that's Shaq. Nope, do it. Oh. I knew that's where he was going. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for Rant versus Rave. Okay. Um, I thought he just forgot to say rave, yeah. and I just looked. I'm like, we're going to let him do the ball to figure it out. So, uh, I don't know if I'll win this, because Roy, I know Roy felt the same way I did coming in. But he does love Cody, so maybe it turned around. You know what honestly took me in this match? Who's raining and who's raving? I'm raving. raving. He's raining. Yeah. I, I was bored coming in. I'm like, let's get this over with. They started off the show with it, which I was happy about. I was like, let's just get this over with, right? Because the few did nothing, and, and we don't need to dive into that. We all felt the same way, right? Shaq going through the table, just, it took me. It took, you know, him taking that bump, I have to be honest, was not an expectation of mine. They were keeping it very simple, which I expected with Shaq in the ring and stuff like that. Him taking that table bump just turned me around, man. And Jade looked incredible, in my opinion, which I've been, I've been wondering what she looks like in the ring. I felt like she looked good. I even had to give credit to Red Velvet, who I can't stand. I think she looked good in this match as well. I actually had fun with it. My takeaway was this match was more for those two women than anything else. And I can get behind that because of where I stand in women's wrestling with AEW right now. And ultimately, I actually had fun with this match. So I'm not going to take away from you having fun with it. I personally had zero fun with it. I thought it was completely sloppy other than the powerbomb that I think Shaq absolutely ex- executed perfectly. Yeah, that was, pretty, that pretty was good. a That was a really good powerbomb. Other than that, it was just a lot of... It, it, this is the thing with celebrities in a match. It's they're very protected. They're very when it's a guy of Shaq's size, it's very let me just throw this little guy around with one hand type of boring stuff. Mm-hmm. Um does does AEW's uh uh like what what do they call them? Mixed gender tag, whatever. What is the thing called? Like mixed tag match? Yes. The mixed tag match. 
Does it not have rules? Like, what is up with with uh, what's what's Billy Gunn's son's name? That Billy Gunn's son. Yeah, sure. That hit him with the chair. They hit him with the chair. Yeah. Like just different things that happen. It's like, is there no rules to this? Like, what's going on? Um, the match the match wasn't fun for me at all. Uh, like you said, I think it was more for the women's side of it. But at that point, just give me Cody versus Shaq, and then give me Jade versus Velvet. Like that, just just. Give me that instead. I don't I need the mix. I get that this was kind of a thrown together thing because it uh, it was supposed to be Cody and Brandy, but you know Brandy had to go and get pregnant and whatever. Selfish. Selfish. Um, but no, like it. I get that that's what it was, and it was kind of like a thrown together additional thing. But it it didn't sit with me. Um, I'll be honest. I may be receptive to Shaq getting in the ring again. Um, but. I, w- I need it to be a little more than what it was and not all the weird, crazy shit that went on in the middle of it. Like at fair. one point, Velvet like somersaulted onto Cody and it's like, y'all are partners. What the hell's going on? Oh, like, well, that's a, I know that's Jade, an AEW staple right there. Let's I know just Jade was there, the but ring. like, I don't know. Yeah. It just wasn't. It that's wasn't, definitely a It wasn't my match. It, it, it could have been a lot because of how I went into it. Like you said, I was glad it was the first match of the night. Thank yep. God we're getting this over with. Yep. I felt the same. But it did not get me. It did not get me into AEW for the night. It was it was a hard watch for me. That's fair. Uh, I'm gonna give it a rave. I especially it benefited. You both touched on this from being the opening bout, so I was able to kind of drop my guard with it a little bit. It wasn't all night of what can we expect and all that kind of. You didn't give me a ton of build to it to give me a chance to even be frustrated with it. It, it started the show, and because of that, it almost it was definitely more exciting. I was like, oh, snap, because I was interested in seeing what Shaq was going to do, but I just didn't have high expectations. So for it to be promoted heavily, I felt like they were setting themselves up for failure. Uh, they, they paced the match well. You didn't, get a t- you didn't get a ton. You got about what you would have expected. Uh, but because it was fast, because it was fast, I think it, it won me over a lot there, and the point... Definitely did end up just being Jade, which I can appreciate. Um, and I know this wasn't necessarily part of yours, but the the ambulance thing later on, I enjoyed that Where too. Where you sweating in there? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I kept that separate because I wasn't sure if somebody would to bring that up. I don't even know how I feel about that yet. Uh, whether it was rant or rave, I'm curious more than anything. All right, but yeah, I, I give it a give it a rave. So that'll take us to you now, Greg. To this guy. Um, Sorry, I was throwing off. I got to see what I got going on. Um, All right. So I'm going to give another rave to NXT, and it's going to go to the women's tag team match. I thought that, again, this was just a great match. I I don't even mind the ending because I feel like that's just setting us up to have it again, and I'm perfectly okay with that. And to be honest, I think if we have it again, then at that point – and I'm almost wondering if it's not WrestleMania. I think you're getting NXT women's tag titles. You think so? I think you think that, you're getting specific tag titles? Yeah, I think NXT? that's what William Regal was talking about when it cuz cuz I'm I, it makes me feel like it well I can see that cuz he said it's going to change the face of NXT, but I almost feel like this could be a WrestleMania match for the titles. Could. I would love for I would, love I would love for Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez to win these titles, and that be even if they stay on NXT with them, they'll still go to SmackDown and Raw to defend them from time to time, and I think that that would be great for them because you're not directly pulling them off of NXT, 
you can if they lose, you can still have them on NXT, and it's not they get lost in the mix of an of an actual call up. And I think that that would be a great move for the both of them. How do you guys feel about the ending? I, I see. I'm not. I don't. I don't have a problem with. It. That's what I was saying. Like, I I get it. I get it. A ref was knocked out. It was an accident. The other ref that came in just saw the two women in the ring. Dakota Kai was knocked out. I get it. I normally it would be an issue because it's normally something that's like stupid. Like the ref didn't see the tag. This was a whole nother referee. He may not have been watching the match, and they may have said you need to get down there. He just went in and did what he was supposed to do. I get it. Um. Knocking out the ref, obviously we see it all the time, and it's a, it's a little annoying, but I get the finish. I'm not upset with the finish, and, and to be honest, the match was so good that it doesn't bother me because I'm, I'm thinking we get it again, and I'm okay with that. I'm normally really critical of finishes like that in a match that I'm really looking forward to, but I think they were telling a whole nother story with Adam Pierce. Adam Pierce did that on purpose. Adam Pierce... Was trying to keep those tag belts on Nia and Shayna. Monday night yeah. Raw. Yeah. I've told you that that is this yeah. man's and, main interest. And then when we see the interaction between Regal and Pierce, you can see the tension. Um, I think it's telling a bigger story. I think because of that, we'll get this match again, and it'll still be exciting. And I, I like what they did. I had a lot of fun with it. And I'm Will curious it to see where it goes. Will it still be exciting with while Shayna is going on her loose to everybody? Not, no, not if we keep doing that. Okay. It won't. I was curious about that. Yeah, they they they're doing some odd things there, but overall, this match was really good. Um, and I was pretty hyped. I'm gonna tell you, I was pretty hyped when Nia and Raquel were in that ring together. I was like, all right, let's see how this goes. And and it was more of a tease, it seemed like between the two, and maybe that's why because they knew we were gonna do another match. So my turn now, right? Yep. Yes, sir. I'll go ahead and I'll throw the first rant out since I kind of brought it up now. I don't know if it's going to go to Charlotte and Shayna or Bianca and Shayna. Um, so I have, I have Charlotte and Shayna on my list. Okay. Bianca and Shayna didn't really bother me because I had already seen her lose earlier in the week. It's all coming. <laughs> I'll go with Bianca and Shayna then. <laughs> okay. So Bianca and Shayna rant for SmackDown. I had just watched her lose pretty, I felt kind of easily to Charlotte over on Raw. I think with just natural selection, which I get there's this random stat boost in natural selection on weekly TV that it that it finishes matches, but it doesn't on pay-per-views. Uh, that makes it very confusing when people lose to that, the inconsistency of how early and how late in the match that move finishes people. Um, Charlotte and Shayna should have been a WrestleMania match, in my opinion, one I would have been excited for. Coming off of the loss there, we go over to SmackDown, where it's Bianca and Shayna. And these two have history. They have history of Bianca not being able to overcome Shayna. And I guess now, Bianca has leveled up 200 times, and Shayna must have leveled down like 533 times, because Bianca didn't have a goddamn problem. And that inconsistency breaks the immersion. It... As a Shayna fan, it upsets me. I knew that she would probably take the loss here, and I, I could be, I'm not gonna say I'll be okay with it, but you don't have to like make it trash on top of that, right? I don't know. I just I would have expected something better. It was just sometimes on weekly TV these matches don't feel like they really matter. I had mentioned it when we started Shayna and Charlotte. I was like, this is the match that easily could have been huge pay per view, but because it's weekly TV, it'll just be a quick watered down light version of whatever the match is 
And then we did the same thing with Shayna on SmackDown. I don't understand why she keeps taking these losses. So, um, I, I agree with that. Can I touch back onto the... Because I just thought of something that I forgot to mention that I really wanted to talk about with the uh, the Velvets, the whole Shaq thing. The fuck? He just completely... I know. Yeah, 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 I know. Yeah, I know. And, and it's because you brought up... It was the women's division again that made me think about it. So, Jade's finisher was... Is basically the glam slam, right? Or it was the glam slam? Because mm-hmm. I've seen a bunch of people posting this week about how Jade has the best women's finisher ever. Like people have never seen something like that, and I couldn't help but to wonder if these people were being serious because it was a lot of them, or if they legit just don't remember or they don't watch wrestling. Like up until now, like I just wanted to know because I was like, that was that was the glam slam, right? I can't remember. Uh, I can't remember the finish too well, honestly. I'll she she did the double look. arm hook and then face planted her, like drop down face plant, and I'm like, that's I'm pretty sure that's what the glam slam was, except she didn't sit down with it or whatever. She just like threw her down. But anyway, sorry that I derailed that. Um, <laughs> go ahead. Blake. So that'll take it to me. Well, that's the end of round three, and at the end of round three, yes, we, we all choose shows. what our favorite show was for the week. Uh, I'll start us off. I think for me, my favorite show was Monday Night Raw. Unfortunately, I don't know if that's what we'll end up seeing in the end results because I think some other shows may have had more kind of medium moments that that we're going to talk about. But Raw had like the star making moment and the biggest, most exciting moment all week. And I think that that carried it into being the best show because there was a lot surrounding it too that propped it up. Monday Night Raw for me, without a doubt. Um, mine was NXT. Um, I felt like Raw was mediocre, other than the Bobby Lashley miss stuff that How kept going. Dare you? I, I I do like I just do. Um, and and we'll we'll get into that probably in a second. So cool. Well, since you said that, I'm gonna give a rant to NXT. <laughs> I was actually going to anyway. Um, my rant is gonna go to NXT for round four, and it's going to the attacks from Legato Del Fantasma. You this said rant, right? Yes. Um, this seemed like just a desperate cry to stay relevant after mm-hmm. getting their ass beat. This was exactly what I would have expected them to do. Children, they came across like children. It was it was pathetic. Throwing um, a tantrum. They they beat up two teams that are not even in their league at this point in Breezango and Everise. So it didn't prove anything to me. It didn't make you look tough. It didn't bring any relevance back to you. If anything, it made me take you even less seriously than I did after you got your ass beat last week. Not a good way to recover these guys. I don't have much to add to it yet. I, I thought it was horrible in that aspect as well. So my rent list also, Blake. Um, my... My next one is is also going to be a rant, but it's going to Raw. And this no, and no. The, no, it is. And this isn't to go against you. This was my next one. And it's Braun Strowman and Adam Pearce versus the Hurt. Ring the bell! Oh, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for Rant versus Rave! You know, before you get started, I knew, like, deep down when I saw this, I was like, Greg's going to rant about this. And I... I, I, I'm going to be honest with you, I'm more towards the rave side, but I really want to hear you out, because I know this has been pissing you off. I'm I'm going to be honest with you. Fuck Braun Strowman. <laughs> and that's where I'm at. And and the biggest reason why this made rant, had it been Braun Strowman and Adam Pearce versus absolutely any other tag team than the Hurt Business, I would have been fine. 
but this is what you brought the Hurt Business down to on Monday night. This is what you brought probably the most relevant tag team on Raw in a while down to on... You bring them down to Braun and Pierce. It, I get that it kind of goes along with what you said, where it looks like Bobby Lashley's got that little bit of a face thing going on. It, it, you know, <sighs> Braun's the the heel here clearly, and it's almost like, what are they doing with the Hurt Business in that aspect? If they're doing it with Bobby Lashley, they obviously have to do it with Alexander and and Benjamin, especially with them getting back on the same page and stuff. You're saying you're describing Braun as a heel. You but, feel like he's in a heel role right now? Yes, he's a fucking dick. Um, I can't okay. do But anyway, I'm tired of Braun already. He's only been back for like a month and I'm, I'm done with him. And it sucks because I loved the Braun up until the bullshit with the fiend where Braun was like, I'm the baddest son of a bitch, whatever the hell he said. And I almost rather him be chomping at the bit. And it's, it's I'm stop, at the stop bits. putting the people that I truly enjoy in matches against Braun Strowman. Even if they're getting the wins, I'm tired of Braun Strowman and don't remind me that, oh, well, Braun Strowman can win it by himself because he did it with an eight-year-old kid, blah, blah, blah. Shut up. <laughs> like, he's not beating the Hurt Business, and he's not beating him with Adam Pierce. It's just annoying. I do think that it's Braun versus Shane McMahon at WrestleMania. That's really what I think it's getting to, and I think you had mentioned it last week about that, and I just... I, it's... It almost feels like they're grasping at air to keep Braun relevant. And you could care less. And I could care less. Actually, in this in this aspect, I couldn't care less. Okay. All right. So Braun Strowman is somebody that's had a temper for a long time and not very great with authority. He makes threats a lot. And a few times he's followed up on it. Now he has this authoritarian figure in Shane McMahon who came at the right time because Braun just faced consequences. One of the few times he actually faced consequences for doing something when he headbutted Adam Pierce, and he got suspended. So now we see Braun Strowman struggling with the monster that he is and trying to be a professional. Uh, and Shane is not making it easy. Honestly, I have no idea what Shane's angle is here. Because sometimes he seems like he genuinely is trying to he's help He's poking Braun. the bear, it seems right. like, sometimes. And, yeah, and then sometimes he's clearly not. Um, I'll never be upset with Adam Pierce getting a championship match. I think it's well-deserved and past due. He should have won the titles here on this night. Uh, I actually hadn't taken into consideration <laughs> the, the Hurt Business side of it. I guess for me, the story with Shane and Braun overpowered that in so, so much of a way that I didn't even consider Hurt Business here kind of doing... Doing which, which you were describing, where they kind of look a little silly because they're getting beat up by the one guy. Um, but in the moment, I didn't feel that at all. And who's to say that they wouldn't have overcame Braun and won? And Braun has won the tag team championships by himself in the past. So there are kind of a few elements that make it a little more real, but not necessarily less bullshit. Um, the Shane and Braun storyline is very interesting to me. I like that Braun stopped going after Adam finally and understands like Shane McMahon is the one because at the end of it, he said, you're just the puppet and Shane's the puppet master. Um, I love that Shane keeps taking these jabs at this giant man that would just rip him in half at any time, continues to call him stupid and whatever else. Um, I enjoyed it. And that's all I got for you. Okay. So I enjoyed the story that they're doing with Braun, with Shane, it is interesting to me. Uh, I'm not as negative towards Braun as you are. I still, I'm not as as big of a fan as I used to be, but I'm still okay with Braun. And 
I, this was on the rave side for me. And then when they did the title match, and I, I actually felt sort of similar to Greg, where I'm such a big Hurt Business fan, and seeing them get beat up by Braun and pretty much just tossed around and manhandled, that didn't sit well with me. I didn't like that very much. I know that they were telling the story, and it did work, because the, the story was being told, and I was I was in tune with it. But I think I'm actually going to give it a rant, because I think Greg does make a good point. I think they could have told the story without having Braun throw around the tag team champions. And it kind of reminded me of what WWE tends to do with their tag team championships, to where they make them feel really minor, more minor than they should feel. And I didn't like that. Um, but I'm on the same page with you with the story. I am intrigued and I want to see Don't more of it. Don't go against me and then tell me you're on the same page. You're clearly not. <laughs> I, I I am long-term, but I think on this night, they could have done a better job of telling the story without making Shelton and Cedric look weak. That's fair. All right. So whose turn is it? I lost track now. That would be yours, buddy. It's me? Yours. Yep. Okay. All right. I'm going to give it to... I'm going to give it a ra- rant. And I'm going to give it to SmackDown for Buddy Murphy. I don't know what the hell we saw. And if there's more to it, I guess the criticism that I would have is do a faster payoff. Because when you do just this, let's let's say that there's a plan here in place, right? Okay, all I see is this. Buddy Murphy, number one, America's number one jackass. Like, I remember as a kid, me and my grandmother would watch America's Most Wanted. Here I am as an adult watching America's number one jackass. Friday nights. I can't understand it. The character regressed in in such a bizarre... I guess he and Aaliyah broke up, and now he's back to wanting Seth. Seth says no, but he's back in this heel-booked role. I can't understand it. And even if, like I said, there is a different plan, if there's something we're getting ready to do with Murphy, you got to pull the trigger a little faster. you got to do something on that same night, because what you just did there it was very detrimental. Yeah, I had it as well, dude. I don't, I don't know what that was, and I don't care. I don't want to see it. I'm going to give a rave, and I'm back and forth between Raw and SmackDown. I kind of want to give it to Raw because Greg keeps trying to pull my show down. And honestly, I have it above the other thing, but now that I look at it, I feel more strongly about the other. They were eight and nine on my list, but I'm going to go with nine because looking at it, I feel strongly about it. I'm giving it to Dan and Brian and Jey Uso. That would have been my next one. I, I think this, it's interesting because... I typically don't like cage matches. I've been really critical of cage matches in the past. I don't like that you can just walk right out of the cage door because it just doesn't make sense when I'm watching this match and someone's climbing when they could easily just run out of the gate. I I never liked that. I think they should change it to this day. But they took all that away in this match because it was just a physical, solid match. Jay, Jay has looked really good in the ring, in my opinion, in his singles role. Um, winner, winner, loss. Just his performance wise, I think he's looked really, really good. Daniel, I mean, do we need to talk about Daniel Bryan in the ring? He's amazing. We know that. Um, I, I love the setup at the end, where I know Jay did tap, but he grabbed the rope to kind of show you that if this was a regular match, you would have got a rope break, and who knows what would have happened. But this is a cage match, man. You can't just grab those ropes and break the hold. And it looked. Uh, honestly, the position he had him in, I'm like, I'd have tapped too. <laughs> I'd, have, I'd have called it quits in that position. So I enjoyed it. I'm looking forward to Daniel and Roman at Fastlane to actually have a, a real match between the two. And I think it was a good close to SmackDown. All right. So 
my last one, I'm going to give it to SmackDown as well, and it's going to go to Cesaro. It's just week after week, they're finally, and it sucks because I feel like it's just going to end in a disappointment again. But Cesaro, he's got to be one of the biggest underrated wrestlers that WWE has ever had. He's he's so good in the ring. He's so versatile. But yet he always finds himself, if not in a tag team, then just nothing. Just doing nothing. And, and giving him a singles run is what needs to happen. Putting him in this situation to, to go after Seth is what needs to happen. And he needs to beat Seth. And I think that that is, that is a huge possibility. And I think it's going to happen. And I, I just love what they're doing with Cesaro. I think all three of us have always been behind him. We've been disappointed in certain roles he's been thrown in and momentum that's been halted for him. But please just finally pull the trigger on him as well. Um, but I'm I'm liking what I'm seeing each Friday night from him. All right. The final point of the night, and I'm trying to decide where I want to give it to. There's a, there's a lot of things left. Nothing that stands out too much. I think I'm going to give mine to, I'm going to give it, I'll give it to Raw. I'm going to give it to Raw, and I'm going to give it to Miz simply, simply for grabbing that belt and running to get the damn 10 count because that is hilarious. It's it's one of those like rule it's like one of those things that we always think about is like oh the champion could do something like that. Very rarely is somebody that brash to just usually you'll get at least half a match out of somebody before they give up, right? His plan going into the match was to grab that run. belt and run. Hilarious. I I also like the stomach stuff in the first oh, yeah, hour. Yeah, he had a lot of bullshit to yeah. him that night. Because I'm going to be honest, like, at first I was like, alright, Miz, like, stop bullshit. But then I started to think about it. Have you ever been that nervous where your stomach really does hurt? And I'm like, <laughs> you know what? He probably is that nervous. He's got to run into Bobby Lashley. He knows he's about to get his ass beat. Uh, it was a cool way to, like, showcase Lashley. Yeah, it made Miz look like a bitch. But, I mean, we knew what this title run was going to be for Miz. We knew yeah. it was short term. It was awesome to get the belt on him. Uh, yeah, I... I think this is a, a good highlight to end the show. What's funny, and you can tell me if you guys feel the same, is it actually it still didn't take anything away from The Miz. And The Miz has had a lot to say, especially about himself recently, right? He's propped himself up and ran through some accolades and talked about putting respect on the belt. And you know, at the end of the day, I can still feel that for The Miz. I do too. Because I do think he's a great performer and wrestler and a worthy wwe champion oh for sure unfortunately he was up against bobby freaking lashley and there's just nothing you can do yeah that's how i felt too he didn't feel and he didn't feel weak or anything it just felt like yeah lashley's ahead of you he's stronger than you he's bigger than you he, he's going to beat you and that's just the way it is all right guys let's head over to honorable mentions where we reverse the order so it'll be roy greg blake uh starting with rants for honorable mention the only other one I had was the Charlotte Shayna stuff, which I had talked about earlier. Just tired of it. Not a great week to be a Shayna fan. You guys have anything else for rant? So rant, like you said, Charlotte and Shayna, uh, Damian Priest and Elias. Um, I'm almost feeling like they're more so setting up an Elias and Riker versus the two of them. I don't know whether it's going to be Miz and Morrison or Riker and, and Elias. Um, and then. Ember Moon and Aaliyah was sloppy. That was a fucking shit fest, man. Like, it, there was nothing good about that match. That's it? That was it for rants. Blake? No more rants for me. 
<clears throat> All right, raves. My honorable mentions for rave. Matt Hardy yelling repeatedly, I hate you, Adam Page. That made me laugh. The fact, I don't know, I've never yelled, like, it's weird to use a first and last name in a declaration like that. Yeah. I hate you, Adam Page. Did he pay that man $4,000 for that attack? What was it that awful? It was like four k. It was a. It was quite a bit of money. It may have been been more than that. (laughs) Um, Shane, Shane, Adam Pierce getting a title match. Of course, I I talked about (laughs) that. You love Adam Pierce. I do. Cameron Grimes killing it over on NXT. Still, I enjoyed Cameron Grimes this week. I love Cameron Grimes. To the moon. His new theme music is like one of my favorites right now. Be honest. Money, money, money. Uh, Carmella fires Reginald. I like that we got some a lot of progress in that story. Blake, you look like you got something you want to say about it. It's just it? your hatred of Reginald. I, I was like, there's no way that Roy doesn't enjoy this man just being wiped. Everybody's just wiping the floor with Reginald. Well, what's interesting, Friday. too, is I liked at the end when Naya had an interest in Me too. Him, Me too. And I would love for them to align. That would be very unique to see like Nia in an angle with him and Shayna like what is exactly. this exactly and yeah. we spend so much time trying to figure out is it going to be Sasha or Carmella just for it to end up if it's it's Nia like <laughs> out of nowhere what a swerve yeah um the last one i have for honorable mentions is big show's announcement that there will be a signee at revolution it did exactly what it was supposed to do. Got us talking. Got us interested. I hope they deliver. And I want to shout out to the No More BS shirt. One of the most clever things I have seen in my life. No More BS. I loved it. All right. So my I have two. Uh, the Finn Balor and Roderick Strong match. I, I enjoyed watching that. It was a good main event for NXT. And do you know why he paints that X on himself? Because he's no a target. One. I know how to get Adam Cole out here. It's a title match. There's an X on the Titan Tron. There's an X on the INN and Finn. There's an X on the front of him. He's There's straight an X edge. on the back of him. He d- leans back. He does this stupid point. I am really losing my mind with Finn Balor once again. His wrestling's great. His character sucks. Yeah. I need I him away from me. So uh, the last one is going to be I went with the main event. I'm going to go with the opening match. And it was Birch and Only Lurkin versus uh, Ciampa and Thatcher, Was I thought was another great match. Um, yeah, that was the last. It one was. I, I didn't like the finish though. I didn't like the finish. The finish pissed me off. But I, dude, I felt like they gave. I, we got great matches this week. A couple screwy finishes, like, but what what threw me off, Greg, was he could have easily tagged him, and he's like he's right next to Champa, and he just completely pauses because these three men are standing at the ramp. Like they weren't coming up to attack or anything. They're just standing at the ramp, and he just pauses and doesn't tag him. I'm like, that's so weird, right? Um, so I didn't like that, but the match was really good. They're a good tag team. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're, they're surprising me. I'm liking it. Yeah. I'm not surprised, because they, their wrestling ability is top-notch. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, but the uh, characters yeah. are meshing pretty well, too. I've been rocking out the Cameron Grimes theme song in my head for the last 30 seconds here. <laughs> You're welcome, I guess. <laughs> Literally all Roy's been saying in his head is money. Okay. Money. 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 <laughs> to the moon! I'm going to cap it off. I have not been a big fan of Sami Zayn lately. He's been pissing me off. He's been doing a really good job with his character, but I actually enjoyed him this week. When Baron Corbin, he doesn't, he wants nothing to do with this tag team with Sami Zayn. He sets up these single matches, and Sami assumes that they're all in on some big conspiracy to set Sami up. He's like, nobody told me anything about this. And all of a sudden, he's like, I think you guys are all in on this together. 
Of course, then we see the tor- the story being told where Baron gets the win from Sammy helping out, and Baron says, I, I don't really care, and I'm not helping you out any. And, of course, Sammy loses. So, Sammy's name won me over this week. We'll see if that continues. Uh, Apollo Crews, the character change, I'm liking it. It's different. Um, it's giving me, like, Farouk Nation of Domination vibes, which I kind of like. I haven't seen that in a while. And the, uh, the... The difference in his his speech is a little odd. Getting trying to get used to that. I'm really curious what Roy and I were talking about last week whether this is actually how he speaks or not. Now Roy has me thinking that every time. I would love to know, but it's cool to see him actually taking a real life story with family heritage and putting it on the show. I actually want him to beat Big E for the IC title. I'm gonna be honest. I think Big E is bigger than that title, and that title is a good fit for Apollo. And the last two things that I have are Alexa Bliss and Randy Orton on Raw. That story is is still working for me. I know it's been really long term. Randy Orton talking to Randy was odd. Threw me off a little bit. Didn't even know what the hell was going In on. Here and shit. Uh, pretty cool. I like what they're doing there. And lastly, I gotta talk about the acclaim. Lastly, I know. Oh, that reminds me. Did you guys see? He actually congratulated. Yeah. Congrat- and he was like, Lashley. Lashley. And he had I wa- said if Lashley wins tonight, he would do it. And I wanted he to send it to you guys, promise. but I knew Greg watched Raw later in the week, and I had Didn't forgotten by it. the time we got to the end of the week, but I loved that so much. I watched Raw Monday night. You did? Okay. Yeah. Well, damn, I wish I would have just said I don't over. get. I've been telling Roy this. Lately, I don't get my WhatsApp notifications, so when you say something in the group, I'm not seeing it most of the time. So that's why I didn't let you guys know that I watched it, because I didn't see anything. And by the time I did, I'm like, they've got to know I've watched it by now. Got you. Got you. Uh, and then the last thing was the claimed. He said, I ain't spitting negative one. You're about to catch a butt whipping. I laughed at that. That was so cool. Like the unique thing with like talking to a child. He he toned it down a little bit, yeah. but made it fun. I love the claimed. I hope it, it's start, starting to grow on Greg. I don't know how Roy feels about them, but Max Caster, I'm excited to see what he does in that match. All right, guys, that wraps it up for the week, right? Yeah. Blake, I have the score in front of me. And I will just start by telling you that Monday Night Raw did not win this week. I'll blame Greg. You should blame Greg. Uh, It did come in second place to A-E-W. 